Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So, like I said, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. Now, uh, there's there's going to be some revelation in in today, not revelation out of the uh, like the last book of the Bible, but revelation, because what we're fixing to talk about with these seven spiritual gifts is, uh, gosh, how do I say this? They they can either bring a church together, the body of Christ together, and and make it phenomenal, or it can just tear itself apart. And I think that we have all been witness to how churches are torn apart because of different opinions on the way things need to be done. And, and, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit as we go through these. Okay, um, So, you, like I said, the, the main thing when you listen to these spiritual gifts of, of which one you are, please remember, this is who you are if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, when you have asked God to love you, when you've asked Jesus to save you and the Holy Spirit to guide you, you are given a spiritual gift, okay? Now, the gift that you are given may not be the gift that you think is the coolest, okay? You know, I mean, so, so when we go through these, you might think that, that this one over here is like, oh man, that's who I want to be. You don't get to pick and choose, okay? God assigns you one of these spiritual gifts, and when you learn to use that and learn how that fits in with the other magnificent as one of the magnificent seven, because all of you, there's going to be one of all of these gifts, in here, online, on the radio, everything. And when we learn to come together with others that have different spiritual gifts and we learn what those are and how those others operate and they know how we operate, then we can come together and we can truly make a difference in this world. I'm going to do things a little bit different. Uh, that's why I do like the early service is because I get a chance to practice. So if you come to the late service, hopefully you get... Uh, I've had one practice, and I, and I usually make some subtle changes, sometimes some big changes, but I'm going to do things a little bit different in this one. I'm just going to jump right in to the first spiritual gift that's listed in, in Romans chapter 12, and that is the gift of prophecy or prophet, okay? Uh, now, that does not mean that you get to predict the future, okay? Everybody thinks that prophecy is about predicting the future. It's really not. It's being able to see the big picture see and know things that others don't you, you can imagine if you're on a cattle drive if there was a spiritual gift in a cattle drive it would be the scout that's going out and finding water seeing things seeing how the land goes seeing which direction you should go before the rest of the herd gets there that's the gift of prophecy now in all of these I'm going to give you different examples and I'm going to give you some strengths and I'm going to give you some weaknesses and I'm really going to run through them quickly so, listen up. The God-given ability to communicate God's message to relation to the truth already revealed. It doesn't have anything to do with predicting the future, although it can. The prophecy gift is for encouraging, strengthening, and comforting. The people with these gifts have the ability to perceive the spiritual needs of others and meet those needs through Scripture. Okay? Now, some of this is going to sound pretty biblical, pretty Bible-y. Is that a word, Bible-y? This is going to sound really Bible-y because they're used for promoting the kingdom of God, of coming together as the body of Christ. So the strengths of the gift of prophecy is this right here. 
Being able to recognize good and bad and hate what is bad. Sees everything clearly, not dimly, not foggy, no foggy or indefinite areas. These are the people that are just black and white. You know what I mean? They either see things as right or wrong, black or white. There's no gray area. Uh, they recognize character in people, whether good or bad. I mean, they, they can look at somebody and just go, yeah, that guy's awesome. Or, man, they're full of it. You know what I mean? They, they, they have a discerning quality that they may not even know why. They're, they're like a scout sniper walking through the jungle, and he says, hold. Right, what's wrong? I don't know but something's not right. That, that's the gift of prophecy. It, it's like this sixth sense type thing, maybe not being able to express it real well, but just knowing something. They encourage repentance. Now, if you think about these in the term of churches, see, everybody thinks a preacher is, is, is supposed to be all of these, and we have to wear different hats. But if you start listening to these spiritual gifts, you can start seeing how different churches operate. I mean, the, the prophet with it that encourages repentance, I mean, they're kind of the hellfire and brimstones, repent of your sins, and they're talking about sin all the time. That's because that pastor or that preacher has a gift of prophecy. Now, you can see where that might come into effect with some of these other gifts that are like, man, why is this guy so hard? I mean, uh, uh, most of you have, have, have met Abe and seen Abe. Abe has this living out at the ranch. He's helping save the cowboy. He's actually in Oregon right now. Abe has the gift of prophecy, okay? And he's not predicting the future or anything. But Abe is very blunt. If you ever talk to Abe and you ask him something, he's just going to tell you. Okay, he's not going to walk up and hold your hand and say, now don't get me wrong, okay, just listen to me and I don't want you to get offended. Abe's just going to tell you the way it is. And he's not trying to be rude. It's just the gift of prophecy. They, uh, most of the time, uh, people, not, not every instant, but these people are introverts. They, they usually don't get along with people very well. You know, they don't have that, uh, you know, somebody cuts them off. They're like, oh, that, I hate that. That's bad. You know, where these others can just kind of give people a break. These people are just pretty like, boom, they've got it. Uh, they see the Bible as the foundation for truth. If it says it in the Bible, that's the way it is. We're not going to try to make the Bible say what we want it to say. This is the way it is. Okay? They courageously hold to spiritual truth regardless of consequence. They're going to stand their ground. They're not going to be wishy-washy or anything. They're going to stand up for what God says, and they're going to be there, and they're, and they're, they're not going to make any bones about it. Okay? Now, now some, some examples, and, and Andy's the one that told me this last week. He said, a lot of times in order to make people understand something, you have to say it six different ways because not everybody thinks the same way. So I'm going to give you some examples. They're not die hard and fast. I just want to get you in the right frame of mind of what the gift of prophecy may look like. Wyatt Earp from Tombstone. That character probably had the gift of prophecy because in the very beginning, he did not want to get involved in law enforcement. He's like, no, 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 we've got a good deal going over here. I know what's going to happen if we get involved with law enforcement, and it's not going to be good. And, and didn't we leave all that? You know, he knew. He didn't have any facts or anything, but he just knew what was going to happen. That's the gift of prophecy. Uh, and, and, and if we, we can also go as far as saying that's like a, a Texas Ranger might be or a Ranger, you know, just black and white. This is the law, no bones about it. Uh, I already told you in the military, like a scout sniper, being able to look through that scope and discern what that guy's intent is in a split second, okay? 
Uh, if we're talking about the body, the gift of prophecy would be the, the eyes, being able to see things. Uh, if, if you're a car guy, a mechanic, it'd be the headlights on a car, lighting the way, okay? And in a, in a, in a church body, that might be your prayer warriors, you know, just constantly getting into Scripture. What does God say? We don't want to do anything unless God is leading us to do it. That is kind of the, the, uh, the way we do it. If you're looking for a, for a biblical person that had the gift of prophecy, Peter, okay? I mean, Peter was great because he got some things right, but he also got some things wrong. And he either got it really right or really wrong. And, and that's what the gift of prophecy is. They're, they're black and white. There's no gray area. Okay, so um, with the gift of prophecy, this is like the scout in front of the uh, in, in in front of the, the the cattle drive. Now, I did make a a a uh, gosh, this is hard for me to say, but I I, I did uh, admit that I have figured out that the best cowboys uh, probably come from Montana. I, I hate to say that. But it's probably true. But the only reason the best cowboys are from Montana is because they came up from Texas on the cattle drives. Okay? So, um, you know, just like Lonesome Dove, you know, taking cattle from Texas and staying in Montana because there's they're sure enough more grass up there. So, that, no, they don't. They go back. <laughs> they're also the snowbirds. <laughs> so, anyway, first gift, prophecy. Okay? That might not be you. That's okay. Second gift is the gift of serving. These are the less talk, more action type people. Okay, Kevin, I get it. I listen to your sermon and everything. What are we going to do about it? Let's do something, okay? They're the, they're the volunteers. They're the people that, that, you know, they don't mind listening for a second, but, but they're kinesthetic learners. They want to get their hands dirty, okay? Where can I serve, all right? The God-given ability to recognize a need and administer assistance to others in relation to other believers. Uh, their strengths with the gift of service, is willing to meet the needs of others, okay? They're willing to meet the needs of others. Uh, they like a hands-on approach, okay? Uh, they are precise and orderly. Uh, they are very detail-oriented, usually friendly, uh, have trouble turning people away. They have a hard time saying no. Uh, they're more interested in, in others than themselves, uh, probably the best example that I can think of uh, of this in a Western type deal is does, it, does anybody know who Jim Craig is besides Ty? What who is it, Brent? Man from Snowy River, Jim Craig. Okay, you, you think about it that they're they're going out to do something and everybody else stops and what does Jim Craig do? Goes where others aren't willing to go. Very very service oriented. Lots of talk or lots of action, little talk. Uh, you know, the, this, uh, on, on a cattle drive, this might be your swing riders. You know, they, they can go up and help, help the point rider, or they can drop back and help those on drag. They, they can just kind of do it all. They're, they're just top hands. They're not better than, than prophets. They're not better than scouts, but they're really good at doing things. Uh, in the military, this would be your infantry. They can do it all. I mean, just whatever needs to be done, they're going to they're gonna do it. In a body aspect, they're the hands. Pretty self-explanatory, and, and if you're a car guy, they're the tires. They're, they're what gets you somewhere. Uh, if you need a biblical example, it'd be Timothy. Now, you have to understand that there are, 
And, and I didn't say this about the prophets, but, but there are some weaknesses with these gifts. In the prophet, the weaknesses, that they, they, can, they can be judgmental. Being so black and white, they can be a little judgmental and upfront with very little tact. They're just going to say it like it is. Uh, they delight in goal, accomplish, uh, goal accomplishments instead of forward progress. Uh, the prophets forcefully push people towards spiritual growth. They're intolerant of other people's views. These are some potential weaknesses, and sometimes they struggle with self-image. Okay, I forgot to say those. But with service, there's also some potential weaknesses. Okay, They are very critical of those who do not serve. I mean, they're so busy working, and if they see somebody that they don't feel is working or isn't working as hard, they're probably going to say something about it. Okay, These are the weaknesses of the service people. Uh, will often, not service people, but you know, those with the gift of serving, will often put others' needs before their families. I mean, sometimes they, they neglect their family because they're so willing to do things. They often come across as pushy because they are so enthusiastic. They're like, let's go, let's go, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, and, and they're willing to do everything, but when some people aren't, they can get a little bit pushy. Um, they have a hard time asking for help. They have a hard time asking for help and Believe it or not, those with the gift of serving will often quit very quickly if they do not feel appreciated, okay? So there's some amazing strengths with all of these gifts, but there's also some weaknesses. So we talked about the prophet, that's the scout out in front of the cattle drive, and now we, we talked about the service-oriented people, the doers, they're the swing men, the top hands that can, can kind of do anything on the place and and then you've got your teacher okay that's a spiritual gift of being able to teach uh you know they're the ones that if you want to know something they've got the answer and if they don't have the answer they'll find the answer okay um the god-given ability to study research explain and communicate the truth man th th they can get you where you need to go okay they're going to study the terrain they're going to know where the rivers are they're going to know where the mountains are where the mountain passes are these are your point riders okay they're they're the they're the connection between the prophets and the herd okay the scouts and the herd they're leading the way they are the brakes a lot of times they keep the herd from running off like hey hey y'all just hold up a minute some of the strengths of teachers logical presenters of truth they confirm truth by examining facts. Everything is about facts with teachers. I don't care what you're feeling. What are the facts? Okay. Uh, they enjoy study and investigation. They know how to do word studies. Now, now you can see some of these things happening in a church setting. If you have a, a pastor that, that has a gift of prophecy, he's going to be talking about repentance a lot and very black and white, kind of the hellfire and brimstone. And if you have a preacher that's service-oriented, man, those are going to be the guys that are out there doing stuff in the community, very community and mission-involving. And then when you have teachers that are pastors, they're telling you what the word in Hebrew means. They're they're telling you what the Hebrew word in Hebrew means. You know, they're telling you what Greek means in Hebrew. I mean, everything is about word studies and about passing along knowledge. Uh, they like to use biblical illustrations. They detest using scripture out of context. What does the Bible say? Use it correctly. And the truth only comes from the Bible. I've already told you that, that the good example of that is the point writer being able to give direction. Uh, if you've seen the, 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 the show, the most recent Magnificent Seven, there's a 
uh, character on there played by Ethan Hawke called Goodnight Robichaux. He is a sharpshooter and he's tasked with teaching the villagers how to shoot a gun. And he tries very hard and gets very disgusted really quickly because people can't hit the broad side of a barn. But he was trying to pass along knowledge. Uh, in a cowboy sense, Buck Brenneman's right over here at the arena right now given a clinic okay these are your clinicians they are passing along knowledge uh in a military sense these are your bomb experts okay that they know everything about a bomb and if you see a bomb you call an expert you call somebody with the gift of teaching that knows things in a in a body sense they are the ears on a car they're the instrument panel they're going to show you what's going on okay they're going to give you information and if you need a biblical example of that, Luke. Luke was a doctor. He wrote the gospel of, yes, good job. There's a pop quiz afterwards. Uh, anyway, uh, he was a doctor. He presented things very logically. He also wrote Acts. And he said, I have researched this in depth and I have talked to the people that were there. Okay, very precise and to the point. Now, some of the weaknesses of teachers, uh, those with a teaching gift, they can neglect application in exchange for information. They, they just, sometimes they get carried away with just giving you too much information, just information, not how to use it. Uh, they can be slow to accept other views because they've already researched it. They've made up their mind. They're not really, it's hard to change one of their minds. Uh, they can be prideful due to what they know. They, they can be a little, little prideful. Uh, they may be even a little bit legalistic. Uh, and they can be easily distracted by new interests. You know, they, there's, they love to learn, so when they see something that they want to learn about, they can kind of forsake all of this and go learn about something new and leave everybody behind. So we've, we've done profit, pro, gift of prophecy, gift of serving, gift, gift of teaching, and now we get to exhortation, which is probably one of the ones that's like, what, what does that mean? It's the gift of encouragement, of giving encouragement. Okay, you can think on a cattle drive. Those are the guys riding drag, encouraging the little ones. Come on, you can do it. Come on, get on up there. Keeping everything moving. That's what the gift of exhortation is. That is the preacher at Save the Cowboy. This is his gift. Okay, I like to encourage people. I like to tell people how they can apply the word of God, okay? I'm not really a prophet. I'm not really that service-oriented. And I'm a little bit teaching because I do like that. But this is my main gift, exhortation, okay? Uh, the strengths of exhortation is verbally encouraging, likes to apply the word rather than just investigate it. They prefer practical, practical application, uh, works best with others. They work well with others, uh, verbally encourages others to excel in ministry. That is Save the Cowboy right there. Verbally encourages others to excel in their ministry, okay, in your ministry. Uh, loves to do personal counseling. I love to talk to people. I love to help people, and uh, they love to talk. I like to talk about God, man. You, you give me just a little bit of an open door, and I will tell you all of the great things about Jesus Christ. I love, love, love doing that. Uh, a good example in an old Western movie of the gift of exhortation is Augustus McRae from Lonesome Dove. Okay, He was always you know, kind of jovial, trying to keep everybody 
uh, going along. He was always trying to help people here and there. But when it came down to it, he was he he could be no nonsense. But he was always trying. You know, he was always telling Call, just chill out. You know, quit getting in a fuss about everything. You know, always trying to encourage people. Uh, and, and another cowboy aspect: every cowboy out there has a mentor. That's the gift of exhortation. It is somebody that can be a mentor, encourage uh, others to, to get better. Uh, in a military sense, this is the cavalry. You know, you, the, old, the old saying is, you know, oh, here comes the cavalry. You know, they're, they're coming in to, to help out and coming in to encourage. Uh, they are the feet of the body. They push forward. Uh, they are the engine of the car. And if you need a biblical example, go read in Acts about Barnabas, Okay. Uh, now, some of the some of the weaknesses of of the exhortation is we frequently interrupt people, and I have probably done that to you. Okay, so sorry about that. Uh, we we do frequently interrupt others. They can sometimes use scripture out of context in trying to encourage people. For example, you know you'll hear a lot of people with the gift of exhortation using the. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, okay? That, that really means to be content in any situation, not do something different than what you have, okay? So it, it, in our exuberance sometimes, sometimes we might use uh, Scripture just a little bit out of, uh, out of context. We can be outspoken and opinionated. I, that doesn't fit me at all. And slightly overconfident. I'm a lot better than that. I would never be that. So, uh, no, not really. Uh, okay, so we've talked about the gift of prophecy. We've talked about the gift of serving, of teaching, the gift of encouragement. Okay, now, and, and I know some of you are like, well, I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've made it yet. Remember, this is who you are whenever you give your life to Christ. Not necessarily who you want to be, but who are you? Okay, the next one is the gift of giving. Okay, the gift of giving. This is the chuck wagon cook. <laughs> I mean, he, he's the guy, w without the chuck wagon cook, the, the cattle drive would last like a day and a half, okay? And everybody would fall out and die, right? This is the, the, the guy or the gal that helps keep people going, giving them what they need to accomplish the task that God has given them, okay? If you, you know, a, a giver, his kind of life statement is going to be, if you need it, I'm going to find it for you. I'm going to either give it to you or I'm going to find it and I'm going to get it to you so that you can accomplish what God has called you to do. Uh, their strengths, they give as led by the Spirit. They are freely and happily give. They often give anonymously. Uh, they understand giving is an in intricate part of serving. They take pleasure in meeting the needs of others. They give not only quality or quantity but quality. Very important to them. They give to bless and enhance other ministries. They help people accomplish what God has called them to do. So they are like, in, in, in a car aspect, they're the gas in the car, man. They light the fire. They, they provide the fuel so that you can go where God tells you to go, so you can do what God has called you to do. Um, a, a great example of that is, is in the Magnificent Seven. The latest one is Joshua Faraday. There's a Gatlin gun that's just decimating everybody, and he goes out there and gives them a piece of dynamite. That was very generous of him. No, actually, he gives his life so that the other people can save the day. The gift of giving. Their weaknesses can be, they can be controlling with money. 
very money-minded, okay? Uh, they may pressure others to be more generous. Just like I said with the service people, whenever they look over there and see that these people ain't doing nothing, they can get mad. Well, kind of the same way with, with givers. They're very generous, and if they think that somebody else isn't being generous, they can kind of go over there and be a little bit, uh, a little bit pushy. They may overcommit themselves, okay? Uh, they can use financial giving as a way out of other requirements. Well, I gave, so that was my part, so I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, and they can sometimes lead people on guilt trips, okay? So with all of these gifts, there's some really good points, and there's some other points that may be a little bit rough. Uh, some other examples is, is, is like a philanthropist, okay? The gift of giving, um, an arms dealer in a military aspect, you know, there's a tank coming and you're like, oh my gosh, we can't win because they've got a tank. The giver's going to pull out a bazooka and say, well, here, use this. I found it on the side of the road or I just bought it for you. I went down to the Walmart and found you a bazooka. Here, use this to accomplish your mission. You know, that, that's what a giver is. Uh, and we talked about that they are the gas of the car. They are the arms of the body of Christ, okay? And if you need a biblical example, Abraham. Abraham was a great example of a giver. Okay, two more. We're going to go real quick through them. The gift of leading and administration. This is the cow boss, okay? He knows what everybody's supposed to be doing, and he's very detail-oriented, goal-oriented. We're trying to get from Texas. We're going to Montana. Here's the route that we're going to take. He, he, he makes sure that everybody knows their part, okay? They see the big picture in the outfit and what it is trying to accomplish, visionary and enthusiastic about long-term goals okay that's the leader their strengths are motivate others to action clearly communicates thrives when given authority happily receives authority when given uh, naturally assumes leadership if there is a lack of it uh, takes on long-term projects and very visionary okay that that's what that's what a leader is you know i i think of woodrow call as as a leadership, you know, leads men. People want to follow them, okay? They're, they're never just about barking orders. They're, you know, I'll get in there with you. I've either been there or done that, or I can help you do it. Um, they're the cow boss on an outfit. Maybe they're the general in a military sense. They are the shoulders of the body willing to carry the weight of everything. Um, they are the steering wheel of a car, giving, tell, telling everybody where to go guiding where everybody goes and if you need a biblical example nehemiah where he goes back and builds a wall around jerusalem very good example of that some of the weaknesses of of those with the spiritual gift of leadership they may have trouble dealing with opposition they don't like to be questioned uh they may become callous due to constant criticism and let me tell you what if you've got the gift of leadership let me tell you what leadership is is the fine art of deciding who to make mad because whenever you make a decision, half the people going to love you, half the people going to hate you. And, and the last decision, it was flopped. You used to be the bad guy, now you're the good guy. And the other people used to be the good guy, now you're the bad guy. Okay, so it, you can become callous due to constant criticism. They push hard to the point of neglecting their family. And they sometimes ignore family responsibilities due to the love of work. A lot of times they're workaholics okay that's leader and cow boss uh, and the last one and we're gonna be done is the gift of compassion and mercy okay these are the guys on the on the on the cattle drive that keep an eye out for hoof rot and injury or or pink eye or 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 whatever you know diphtheria or, or whatever the case may be they're the ones that are keeping an eye out 
for those that are sick. And then they go in and they rope it and they doctor it and, and, and that, that is their job, okay? Their strengths, they love to love, okay? They love to love. Searches out the good in people. Man, they're always looking for the good in folks. Uh, they bring out the good in folks. They recognize the spiritual and emotional condition of others. They, they can kind of see when somebody's hurting when maybe nobody else can. They can walk up and, you know, you okay? Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they can just see through that, okay? They act out of concern for others. They care for the emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being of others, and they consider others more important than themselves. I, I think that the greatest example of, of the gift of mercy and compassion is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. He's willing to, to do anything to help his buddy Wyatt, whether it was take a shotgun to the OK Corral or even go stand in his place at, uh, in a gunfight, one-on-one gunfight with Johnny Ringo. These are the heroes that if you get shot on the battlefield, and I'm not talking about medics, okay? I'm talking about anybody. These are the people that are going to go get you, and they don't care what is happening. They only care about getting you and bringing you to safety. It is pro- I mean, I don't want to put any gift above another, but a church body cannot function without all seven of these, and especially mercy and compassion. These are your veterinarians. Like I said, they're your heroes. They're the ones that are going to drag you off the battlefield if something happens to you. They are the heart of the body of Christ. Uh, They are the frame of the car. Everything rests on that. And if you need a biblical example, you can just look to John. Read the book of John. He talks about love a lot and compassion and forgiveness. Uh, Very, very, very compassionate and merciful. Some of the weaknesses of compassion and mercy is they love to love, searches out the good, and oh, uh, that's strength, sorry. The weaknesses, they can be overly sensitive. They can be caring, may be misunderstood by the opposite sex. You know, they may, oh, she really cares about me, or he really cares about me. It can be misunderstood sometimes. Easily takes up with, uh, uh, easily takes up others' problems that are not their own. Thinking with their heart leads to indecision and can be easily hurt by others unintentionally. Now, I know that this was a ton of information, okay? But I want you to know what your spiritual gift is if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before you come back here next week. And I want you to come back here next week because I'm going to show you what to do with your gift of how you are going to use it, okay? And if you're still not real sure, you can da- if you've got the Save the Cowboy app on your smart aleck phone or as Robert calls them, your pocket phone, if you've got the Save the Cowboy app, you can take the Cowboy Spiritual Gift Test straight from the app, or you can go to savethecowboy.com. Right up on the left-hand side in the header, it says Cowboy Spiritual Gift Test. Click on that, take that test, and it'll kind of give you, and it's not guaranteed or anything, but you have to be honest whenever you take it so that you can, uh, not who you want to be, but who you are, the gifts God has given you, you got to be very honest in that assessment. Guys, I know that this has been a ton of information to listen to and just, you know, la, 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 but it's very, very important if we are going to be the Magnificent Seven, if we are going to come together and, and not tear each other apart. I don't want to be like other ministries out there that, that, uh, that there's always constant strife between the people with different abilities and different gifts let's come together and use those to the betterment of others because that is what a ministry is is to meet the needs of others and you have a part to play in that let's find your part 
and let's all get busy. Let's go to God in prayer. God, lead us in the discovery and implementation of these gifts that you've given us. Each one is special to you and vital to reaching people with your love, grace, and mercy. Help us to use these gifts and grow closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, just a couple of things. We got our, our James 127 shoot coming up September 10th. So if you like to shoot guns, uh, come out. We're raising money to help orphans and widows and others to keep themselves from being polluted by the world. It's one of our big fundraisers. We don't talk about money here a whole lot, um, but this is one of our big fundraisers. Uh, speaking of that, there is a box over here. We, we can't survive without help, and so... Uh, Please give generously to that so that we can reach more people and do better things uh, or do more things. Uh, also, we are going to Israel in February, okay? You need to go too. It is that important. It is so, so cool to be able to stand in the spots that Jesus stood to put your hand on the surface of the Sea of Galilee. Man, if you want to get baptized in the Jordan River, we did that last time. There's a lot of things about that that you'll never forget. <laughs> You can ask Ty about that later if you want to. Uh, I will not answer that. Uh, there's a lot of things, yeah, because it's real cold, uh, among other things. And uh, anyway, it, it's $3,200, and I know that that seems like a lot of money, but if you don't spend that $3,200 on this, you're going to spend it on something else. Spend it on something that will change your life that you will remember forever. Okay, do something that will make the Bible come alive. Uh, money has to be in by December 15th. If you want some more information, please talk to me. We, we've got several people that have been, and, and they'll all tell you the same thing. Okay, so anyway, hope to see you all again next week. Be sure and take your spiritual gift test, and we love you.